America, and welcome to yet another hour of the Hollywood Show. No, but welcome to Who's to Blame, the podcast. I'm your host, Dre Montez. We're being brought to you by a title sponsor, The Weed Squad. Don't forget that there are several ways you can follow our show. While social media, we have a page on Facebook, Who's to Blame, Instagram, Who's to Blame, the podcast, Twitter, at W2B, Dre Montez, as well as we have the YouTube page, Dre Montez. Don't forget you can join our live stream show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, Montez at Midday. You can find out more about that show if you visit www.dremontez.com. Well, it's here. Baseball season is upon us. And we know what happened last year with the pandemic. We were kind of caught up in an uproar on March 12th of 2020. We didn't know what was going to transpire, what was going to take place. But we got through it when they canceled sports, the state of play, and what was all going to happen once they got back together. From the bubble sports, no practice, no preseason, just getting out there playing and considering what Canada did, was it the right move? But here we are, 2021, and we're getting ready not just for the release of MLB The Show 21, but we're also getting ready for the Major League Baseball season of 2021. It is actually here, kids. And I think expectations are high across the board. There is no secret who my team is. I am a St. Louis Cardinal fan. And one of my favorite Cardinal players of all time is retiring this year with the Los Angeles Angels. That being mama, it's that man again, number five, El Hombre, our Pujols. So I'm going to do my best to try to get him play, get to see him play this year. As I got to say, got the chance to see him play in his return to Bush Stadium, that is. But he's going to be in Kansas City in a couple of weeks. And he will be in Chicago or Chicago, depending on where you live at, in early September. So that's going to be my point. But with the upcoming season of Major League Baseball, we have been always put in a position to deal with expectations and off-season moves, things that transpire with our team or favorite player. You got front office moves now, women in baseball. The young guys are not running the show anymore in the front office. Now we're getting some stability in the game of baseball. But we're going to start off first by what I think, beyond the expectations of a free agency, what the Mets are going to do, what the Padres are going to do, what the Yankees and Red Sox are going to do, what are the Houston Cheater Astros going to do. It, it brings all of that into question. And with the 162-game season, In the words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. You can start off hot. You can start off cold. But I'm in the old phrase of Jim Leland that came up with a formula on winning your games during the week, especially your day games and your Sunday games. That way you can make it into the playoffs by that crazy formula. But baseball has showed us more than numbers. They've shown us analytics as well. And with moving forward with this season here, What are the analytics saying about starting pitching? Because it seems that's where it all starts at for every team, whether they win or lose. 
it's always on the starting pitching. I mean, there's going to be injuries in baseball. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Somebody, the main person in the rotation is going to go down, and we got to figure out a formula. So now you got to put two to three guys together from that bullpen to equal that one pitcher's production. So coming out of the gate, I'm looking at starting pitching across the board, and the Mets seem to come to mind with their starting pitcher, as well as the Phillies, the Padres, the Braves as well. And I'll put my Cardinals in that top 10 rotation. But starting pitcher, pitching is key. We want at least five innings out of you. At least five. And you can only give up one to two runs. I think it's a winnable game. But in the same highlight, in same phase of that, we have to look up what's coming up next, kids. The lineup slash versus the hitting. And it takes some young managers to figure it out. And then when players give it a new ball club, what we got here in St. Louis, what the Mets have going on, there's different additions throughout the league, different responsibility put on the player, and whether they can live up to it or not. Ideally, when you look at your lineup, you want anywhere from seven to eight runs per game. Looking at your lineup in today's baseball, that's why I'm going with this. You know why? Because chicks dig the long ball. Let's bring that T-shirt back. But I don't think there's a perfect lineup in baseball. Because, again, we have 162 games. Players are going to be hot, going to be cold, different streaks coming along. But you must have a lineup that can sustain that. you got to have some accountability in that lineup. When the top is not hitting, what the middle is going to do. When the middle is not hitting, what the top and the bottom is going to do. It almost come together. And when it comes together, I think it's a beautiful thing when you put the perfect lineup out there. And people are trying to figure things out. Because for some reason... The power has shifted to the little bitty guy in baseball. They're the most clutch guys I've ever seen. I'm talking these guys have speed, they have power, and they have the love of the game. Look at how many guys are smiling right now when they play baseball. I think MLB should really focus on let's smile for the love of the game. Let's write that down. Block that off. Let's let's copyright that, and let's see if Major League Baseball has been eavesdropping on my podcast. <laughs> But I think the lineup is definitely, definitely key. But it makes no sense to me if you have great pitching, you got the hitters in there, but there's another part of the game which we have found out in years past, defense. If you can't play defense, if you can't feel the ball, if you can't see the ball, if you can't hit the appropriate person on the cutoff, what good are you? I think baseball – IQ needs to be on a super high level this year. And we've seen some pretty bad teams defensively. World Series champions or not. Potential playoff pushers or not. We've seen people deal with the issue of being a defensive player. But I have to ask myself this question. Are we asking too much of today's Major League Baseball player to be a good offensive player and a good defensive player? Or shouldn't they go side by side? Huh? I mean, there's no one walking this earth that just take a step with their left foot and don't use their right. <laughs> so I don't understand why some guys are so good offensively. But when it comes to defense, we're like, what in the hell are you doing? And I'm speaking of my own home team here, the St. Louis Cardinals. We've had some issues in center field, second base, third base. Shortstop, left field, 
We've had some serious, serious issues. And I wonder, and I know a lot of athletes always try to say this, oh, I don't watch those sports shows. I don't read the paper. But do you listen to your friends and your wife and your kids that are telling you you're doing the same damn thing? Who's to blame? But they don't see it that way. Again, I've always said this in other sports. I would love to watch game film with my favorite team or my least favorite team or my favorite player or my least favorite player in baseball especially. I want to know what you're seeing, what I'm seeing. Into me, I see. (laughs) What are you guys doing? Speaking of what are you doing? In Major League Baseball, they have this amazing ability to put the right player in front of the game, the face of baseball. Here's the crazy thing. We're on a star player now. Some of you guys don't want to be stars. They don't want to be stars at all. They're just out here in the rough doing whatever it takes. Well, let's just say, for shits and giggles, that the star player lives up to it this year in 2021. This could be one of the most exciting seasons in Major League Baseball, if we think about it. Because you know what I want to see? All the hoopla over what happened with Albert Pujols, you look at these fucking in it, Major League Baseball contracts now, are you getting the value out of that or not? So back to Pujols. When he was that dude, you got out of production of him. Pujols making the playoffs was better for baseball. Pujols winning the World Series was great for baseball. We need the same thing to transpire with Mike Trout. If Mike Trout doesn't make the postseason throughout his entire Major League Baseball career, who's to blame? Should he have been so ahead of the curve, he should have jumped ship and take his talents to South Beach? My bad, LeBron, but I had to put that out there. And the reason I say this, as great of a player as he is, his talent is being wasted. Because they have made the postseason. It's a shame. What more can be done with the Los Angeles Angels? I mean, they finally have the coach. They've always had the players. But as I talked about in the beginning of the podcast, starting pitching is key. The expectations of the players, the lineup, and the hitting, and the defensive side of the game. All that comes down to making the star player stand out as the person or individual he should be doing what he should do to support and help our favorite team win a game. And sometimes I think the star player needs a little bit of help. Some don't want to live up to it. Major League Baseball has tried for five years to make Mike Trout the face of baseball. Doesn't want to do it. What, he just lived with his parents up until four years ago when he got married, then had a crumb snatcher. He just now grew up and accepted the fact he's out of the house. So realistically, Mike Trout is, what, 21? But we know he's a little older than that. We can't face, I mean, force the responsibility on these players when we see their potential before they do. I think that's unfair. Look at what the Padres did. Hmm? Fernando Vigna. I'm sorry, Fernando Tatis Jr. Look at what they did to him. When they ridiculed him last year, humiliated him for hitting a grand slam in the fucking sixth inning, play better. 
do your job. And most fans knock on every player is that they're not playing the game at 100%. And then we get a player that's doing it, and we want to bash him. We want to bring him down. I said at that time that Major League Baseball, the San Diego Padres, all should apologize to him for what they did to him. He's the future of baseball. The future of the game is all smiles and cash money. I don't know about playoff victories. I don't know about World Series championships. But the game moving forward is all smiles. I can't let these guys off the hook either, like your third child. You can't let them off the hook. You got to remember them. The bullpen. How important is the bullpen as we've noticed the past two years of World Series champions from the Washington Nationals to the L.A. Dodgers. The bullpen is key. Winning and losing of the game, the bullpen has came down to it. So how are you supposed to make sure the bullpen is, as my man Reagan tells me from softball, always be ready? You're going to be ready if you stay ready. There's some very dominant bullpens early part of the season. But I think when we get in the later part of the season, it really shows you the expertise of the bullpen. I don't know what's key and important, whether it's the pitching coach or who you have on staff or what's known as the philosophy of the bullpen. Sustain the game. Give us an opportunity or save this motherfucker. That, that's why I'm going. I think the bullpen, five and a half innings to the end of the game. Okay, be ready. Be ready. Do your part. Do I see something wrong with teams using three or four pitchers a game? Eh, in the early part, I do, but I'm old school. I like three to one games, five to three, one to nothing. That right there is the true essence of baseball. But if we see now, chicks dig the long ball, and the fact what's done and expected of the starting lineup, the bullpen must be key and should be relevant to every damn game out there whether it's opening day, whether it's midway through the season, after the all-star break, going into the postseason, in the postseason, game-clinching decider in the World Series, the bullpen is in pointing across the key. So I think now we've put everything on the players, from expectations to starting pitching, the lineup, hitting, defense, the star player, the bullpen. But at what point is coaching part of the game? We need coaches that know what they're doing, know where to put guys in the right position to excel in the game or to do their best. That's all coaching is. You're in charge of a group of people to put them in the best position to win based on your expertise or in Major League Baseball analytics. We'll put it that way. But coaching is Key And what coach out there am I keep my eye on? The old man. He's back in the business. He's up to his old tricks again. That being Mr. Tony LaRusso. And I get to go to Chicago in September to see him coach this White Sox team against his former player, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Albert Pujols. So that's going to be fun. But I'm going to keep my eye on this old man winner of coaching. Because sometimes old school remedies bring about the best in you because you haven't heard it before. You never thought to utilize that before. So I, I, I like that point of him coming into the game. 
but also these young guys that are involved into the game, what they're doing with analytics, the Bill James formula, uh, I mean, things of that nature. I mean, what's coming next? Secret of the curve. Uh, I mean, all these things here make the expectations of Major League Baseball 2021 so fun, so beautiful. And I don't know if you, the people that are listening here, throughout what we listen to our favorite podcast that was on SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or Podbean, going to opening day or the home opener is an experience unlike other anything other. I think the Monday after the Super Bowl, the first weekend of March Madness, and opening day in Major League Baseball are the three most missed days. I've never heard nobody say, I'm taking out work for NHL hockey season. Oh, I'm taking out work for the NBA start of the season. No, you don't do that. But you take off work for the Monday following the Super Bowl, opening weekend of March Madness, and the home opener of your favorite Major League Baseball team. Because it makes no sense. But as you get older, you know you got to take two days off. (laughs) You got to, what they call it, kids, recover daddy. All right. Don't forget, if you want to get affiliated with the show, there are several ways you can do it. But the most important way you can do it is by emailing us at moredraymontez at gmail.com. Or you can visit the show at www.draymontez.com and hit the contact button. And that way you can get involved and be involved. How about that right there? All right. So we've talked about the expectations, starting pitching, lineup versus hitting, defense, star player, the bullpen, coaching. So what comes out of the coaching? The bench. The bench. I mean, Lee Mazzilli back in the day was one of the most clutch hitters I've ever seen. The guy stayed ready. Wasn't an ideal everyday starter, but could come in a game and help you out between the fifth inning to the end of the game and give you that potential clutch hit or situation to be in to win the game. And I think that's what the bench needs to focus on. Know your role. There are a lot of people on the bench that want to be star players and everyday starter, but it's not your turn. So don't be selfish with your ability to come in the game, cold turkey, and get a hit. That's what I love. I think that is fucking incredible. I admired the guys I played competitive softball with that had the ability, although being pissed off they didn't start, but to come in the game and get a clutch hit, a key hit, the key walk to put us in a situation to take advantage of the game and win the game, put ourselves in a different situation than what we were in before you came in the game. That's what the bench is about. And some teams have a way of really, really utilizing the bench maybe three months after the first of the season. Understanding what they have. Getting through this guy. Look, you're not going out here every day. I need you to be ready when I call upon you. When they accept that responsibility, it makes everything more acceptable. You know what I'm saying? It's like your first girlfriend that was a stripper that you talked into doing that. You got to get them involved into it. All right. Next coming up. We all have a player that we saw in college, high school, a former player's kid. We all have an athlete in baseball that we have been waiting on them to make it to the show. 
We're waiting on them to shine. It's time for that player to shine. This is the time for a player to shine. This this is it. This is the most important time for you to shine because we need you. It's 162 games. It's time for you to shine. And when it does happen or does not happen, we become so mad. Skepticism kicked in. Optimism. Enthusiasm through the roof and the expectations of said star player, but we're ready for them to shine. There's so many players I think we have followed, we've lost track of. Maybe they got lost in the farm system. Maybe the conspiracy of making it to the show in Major League Baseball, that path to progression, path to opening day, path to pay dirt, has caused us some confusion where we lost this player, but the ones we've kept our eye on, they're here. It's right now. It's it's like Vlad's kid. We saw all of the hype and the hope over this guy over the videos. We saw all of that, how strong he was, how much he loves to game. But to play for the team your daddy played for and you out here enjoying the game and loving the game is something I can appreciate each and every day. That's why I think I love the young athlete in Major League Baseball over any other sport. They seem more appreciative because the journey is so long. You know, other other sports, I mean, you can get there pretty quick if you're good. But if you're good in baseball, yeah, there's still a path, a journey. There's a stoppage of work. There's doubt. There's questions. You know, you have to make a decision. What What's the bad, best path for me? But I enjoy the young Major League Baseball player. That's why I think I got a kick out of watching the World Baseball Classic. When you get all players playing for their home country in a tournament, I think that is the most genius thing that baseball ever came up with. I mean, you really got to see the true celebration of these players, what it means at home for them to get a hit, a home run, to strike out a guy. A walk-off home run. You get to see the beauty of that. And that, that is to be appreciated throughout the sport. As I said, of all major sports, Major League Baseball has a special place in my heart because, for one, I played the game until I was 30 years old, but then I fell in love with this crazy sport called softball, and we went there till we were 45. But baseball is so it, – it, it, it's like a movie. It's like the perfect score in a song. It's – Everything to me. I, I, it's probably the only sport I can watch with no, with no volume. And I know what's going on. I can guess what the announcer is going to say. I can pretty much lip read. Well, back in the day when I could actually see the players, but you, you get my point. I enjoy watching Major League Baseball on television as we're getting prepared for opening day. And for the first time ever in Major League Baseball history, all teams will be playing the same day. Get your TV ready. Mm, mm, mm. And as I said, my final year playing ball, I heard, I heard this term, this analogy, this verbiage. How much you got left in you? They're talking about the old guys out there. So we're talking about Major League Baseball players that are 32 and beyond. That were the ones we have questions about. We got doubt about. They still have a little fuel in the tank. 
Those guys are key. They're like Fitzpatrick in football. You never know what you're going to get. But some of these guys are ready for the moment. Don't put me in the woods and shoot me. I'm ready to contribute to this ball club. Some guys are worldwide travelers. They travel through their backpack. They're ready to produce each and every time. But I'm going to look out and see who's going to be that potential guy to grasp this catch, this caption. Still got a little fuel in the tank. Because there's some old guys out there. I mean, my guy, Pujols, is old. Miggy's old. I think Miggy's going for a record this year. And we already know what my guy is going after. So this is going to be one of the most enjoyable, watchable baseball seasons I've had in quite some time. And to see it from another perspective, from a true fan, from a true lover of the game, thank you, Abner Doubleday. Thank you, Major League Baseball. Thank you for the way you presented the game to us when we became questionable when the pandemic took place on March 12th of 2020. Thank you, Kanata, for shutting down and putting your high restrictions on the game. Thank you for the creative way that we got through the regular season and the playoff format. But I want to point out something. I believe in the DH, in the National League now. You know why? Because the, the hitting pitcher, the pitcher wearing the jacket, it's a good base runner. The bunting pitcher that fails every time. We're putting these guys in harm's way because they're what? Integral parts of the team that are put in position to be winning participants by being a starting pitcher. But now you want me this you want this guy to hit? I say give me the DH. And I think the DH would be great for the game in the National League as well as the American League. Because what it has done, it has moved on. It has extended the career of the not-so-average player. Guys, they can just flat-out hit no matter what. It's extended their career. I'm quite sure Edgar Martinez is very appreciative of the DH rule. Very. But I would have loved to have seen the likes of a Mickey Tuttleton in the National League being a designated hitter. That's how I feel about it. But it's Major League Baseball season. It's 2021. Place your bets. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip for Dre. But no matter what, we have Cardinal home opener on April 8th. And I hope to see you all downtown and about or throughout social media. However, we're going to do it. We're going to share the moment and the occasion because it's now Major League Baseball season of 2021. So we have covered the expectations of the season, your team, your player, whatever it may be. Starting pitching, lineup hitting, defense, Start the bullpen, coaching, the bench, time to shine player, and also still got fuel in the tank player that's trying to make some contributions to the damn team. So all that's going to be looked at, valued, Recognize, not recognize, analytics are going to be put upon it. But in the end, we're going to figure it out. We don't know what two teams are going to be playing in the World Series. We don't know if it's in October or November or possibly December. But we all know the Fall Classic or the Winter Classic will be played. Hopefully, my St. Louis Cardinals will get there. But if not, I'm still going to root and cheer no matter what. My Cardinal prediction for our record this year 
um, far as wins. I don't see 92 wins on this team. I don't. But I see a good push at 88 wins for the Cardinal team. That's a little bit above 500. So I think we can get by that and achieve that. That's a wild card implication. Unless something drastically happens with the top contenders that are out there, I see my Cardinals just making it to the wild card and losing that wild card game because I don't, just just on paper, just on paper, I need to see all this come to production. You know, it's like watching, looking at a movie poster. It may look real intriguing, but until you see the movie, why get yourself all excited, kids? And that's how I feel about Cardinals baseball season. I'm not getting excited over the hype, the commercial. I'm looking at the realism of this and understanding there are other teams and programs, farm systems and coaches that are trying to bring something different and new to the game. But no matter what, I'm looking forward to opening day of Major League Baseball. I would try to do it like we do at the Man Cave and watch as many Major League Baseball games as I can this year. I'm going to get it in. Who's your daddy? So this has been our Major League Baseball podcast presentation of the 2021 Major League Baseball season. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there are several ways you can track and follow us throughout wherever you get your podcasting needs at. We have a podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean and Google Play. And you can also follow us throughout social media. We have a page on Facebook, Who's to Blame? Instagram, Who's to Blame the Podcast? Twitter at W2B Dre Montez. And on YouTube, we have a page as well, Dre Montez. In the words of my great grandpappy, if your back pockets are touching, that means you have no ass at all. But as I always say, don't forget to appreciate the details of the day. And thank you all for tuning in to Who's to Blame, the podcast. Thank you.